On today's episode of the Wave Podcast, the Ravens landed a big-time receiver. Odell Beckham signs on a one-year deal, $15 million guaranteed, and we're stoked. News broke Easter Sunday, so we break down our thoughts and our initial reactions, what we think this means for the draft strategy, for the Ravens moving forward, for Lamar Jackson, everything regarding the Odell Beckham signing, we break it all down. We're also talking a little bit of NFL draft talk. We tease what we're thinking as far as what the Ravens are going to do on night one, potential moves that they could make, potential prospects on their board, and who we would like to see them take if they do make a pick at 22. We also recap the Masters. John Rahm wins, takes it home, plus 1,000 favor, called by me. No big deal. We're breaking down how it felt to see him put the green jacket on for the first time. Also breaking down Brooks Kepka's Sunday, blowing a two-stroke lead heading into the final pairing, uh, shooting a plus three on Sunday. We're also talking Phil Mickelson backdooring into a T2 and some of the other notable names and how they finished on the leaderboard come Sunday afternoon. Lastly, we wrap up talking Orioles. Those made their home opener last Friday, game at which Scoot and I were in the building. We're talking about what we've seen out of the team over the last week uh, and what we can expect going through the rest of the month of April. So without further ado, let's go. Episode 49. Welcome back to the Wave Podcast. Today is Friday, April 14th, 2023, episode 49. Scott, we're coming up on a year doing this thing. Joe, I thought about that the other day. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, fuck, we've, we're pretty close to, to a year into this. What episode is this? 49? 49. Yeah, I know. Draft Dude, day. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, we're coming... I think our first episode last year was maybe a week or two before the draft. Maybe I'm not so because this will be, oh, we're at 49. Uh, April 29th was our first episode last year. Yeah, so that's in two weeks. Uh, it will be, yeah, it will be the Saturday of the draft. So the draft is the, the draft is the 27th. Oh, it's on a Thursday night. Yeah. Did they recently change that? I don't think so. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday ordeal. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's round round one's on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Round two is two and three are Friday, and then four through six are on Saturday or four through oh, seven. Shit. I'm ninety percent sure. sure it was always 90, Friday, Saturday, as, Sunday. As I was saying that, I started to think like uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'm no, you, you. I mean Thursday would make sense because it's kind of like their. Yeah, Thursday through Saturday. Okay. Okay. Thought I was tripping for a second. Yeah, Thursday, I, I, Thursday. I've always just thought it was a three-day event, and it was Thursday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I guess because they want so. Sunday to be like the the day that like all the draftees can like kind of mm, do their thing, go to their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also too, you. like, so I guess maybe because they want the GMs and the coaches and all to like have Sunday to do so, their undrafted yeah, yeah. free agents. Yep. Maybe that has something to do with it too. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah. But anyway, man, we're, we're, we're two episodes away from being a year in. And I think I realized why we're two and not three because week two of doing this, you had COVID. So yes. we had to 86 that episode. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I, just, I just vaguely remembered that. And then, uh, yeah. I believe I believe it was episode two officially. It was just myself just talking about the Ravens draft class. <laughs> I've never and felt I'm, like never I'm, felt like more of a, a narcissistic prick. I was fighting for my life down in Forest Hill. Yeah, you were you were to say you were in the trenches is to put it lightly. I mean, you were you were driving an army through those trenches. Yes. Yes, it was, that was t- that was a tough one. I would say this time was worse though. Yeah, I yeah the the last time that you had it seemed like it was more rough on you. Had had serious COVID as they call it. Yeah, you had Florida COVID. Yeah, because that state doesn't take it seriously. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I signed up for. It. I went to an amusement park. So <laughs> I was gonna say you went to not only an amusement, you went to the amusement park. Yeah, I went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I went. To, I essentially went to Florida. That's, that's the only reason why you go to Florida. No, that's the only reason you go to Orlando. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Other reasons right. to go to Florida. You're right. One you're reason. Right. One reason and one reason alone to go to Orlando. Orlando. I forget who it was. I think a comedian that like used to be on TV like years ago said that Orlando is the taint of America. Holy shit. So, you know, so like New Jersey is the armpit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like Miami is like the feet. Okay. So Orlando, the taint. Honestly, I've wondered this for years. Why did they pick Orlando? I think it was because there was nothing like there. Real estate. Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. And I think he knew wherever it is, I'm making the town this. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. You know what I mean? I, I would imagine this- though it has everything to do with like cheap real estate because it was yeah. over swampland so it has to, has to be has to be i was gonna say i wonder if like the state of florida had anything to do with it where they were like hey no state they, income tax in florida like you set your shop up here and like we'll because literally there's nothing else in orlando like there's some golf courses and stuff but like that's it why did i why did i think i'm i'm having an extra what's that word extra extra existential yeah thank you i don't <laughs> I'm thinking of something that's tripping my brain out a little bit, I'll be honest, but I thought I thought Disney nope, nope I'm going to stop there. I'm going <laughs> to stop. Uh, also, need to correct something. I said this episode 48. This is 49. Uh, that is what you said. Is that what I said? Okay. I think at the, I think at the top you said 49. I'm I, okay. All right, thank God. Yeah. But anyway, enough uh, enough talk about Orlando. How are you doing? I'm good, dude. Good. Been a bit of just one of those weeks where I started my new job. And so adjusting from that schedule to school and then just being a human being as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like not just sitting my face in front of a computer all day and just and going to sleep. So um, I'm a little bit exhausted. Um, I have some I took a lot of uh, vitamins today. So I'm trying to boost the immune system and all the different ways. And, you know, I'm good, dude. You know, Jake left yesterday or this morning. So wait, no, actually, he left Thursday. When go. is this coming out? Friday. Friday. He left Thursday. We saw him Wednesday, and that was just you know emotional. A little, little cub send off was tough, but you know he's doing great. I'm proud of him. <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. 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 Good. Um. Well. Yeah. So 
we're uh, today, obviously, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is the draft. This isn't going to be our quote unquote draft episode. That'll probably be next week. Um, or maybe maybe the week of the draft. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But we're going to we're going to tease some stuff for the draft. I just realized the other day this is like uh, it was like a real come to Jesus moment. Maybe not the other day. Maybe it was like a week or so ago. Um, normally, you and I, the last couple of years, have gotten together to watch the draft. I'm going to be in Texas the weekend of the draft. You did say that. Yeah, shit. Uh, Yeah, going down to Austin for a bachelor party, which it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Yeah, we'll be Um, However, if the Ravens do – if the Ravens pull some shit like they did last year and draft Brian Branch or some bullshit, I'm going to make it the entire state of Texas's problem. I'm just letting you know that right now. We we, I'm sure we'll bring up a certain thing that happened amongst – on the Lord's Day. Easter Sunday. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Um, I feel like that pickup makes the draft more flexible for them, but it does not mean best player available in the first round. I would hope so. Unfortunately, I think it's just going to be best player available regardless because that's what the Ravens do. Okay, but I'm telling you right now, if it's best player available and it's a safety or God help me a running back, (laughs) I won't won't watch draft. (laughs) Uh, we might, I mean, we might as well start there with the draft. Just go ahead and get right into it. So, uh, take a step back. We'll start with the Ravens. Obviously, some pretty big news this this week, like you said, on the Lord's Day, Easter Sunday. Right, he's um, risen. He's risen, indeed. Um, I was like not even drunk. I was like hungover because I'd been drinking mm-hmm. mimosas all day. It was the exact frame of mind that I was in. Yes, and I was like. I was like sitting on my couch. I had already put the sweatpants on like the, the Easter fit yeah. was the Easter fit was cooked for the night. And I'm laying on my couch. I was, were the masters still going on? Mm-hmm. They uh, I think Rom was on like the 15th hole. I think. Sounds right. Watching the masters, enjoying myself, had a belly full of delicious Easter Sunday. Food. Oh, dude, food. Can I just interrupt you real quick? The food that I had on Sunday was just phenomenal. Oh, what, what, did, what did, what did the Bradley Easter what did the what the what the palate look well, like? Well, it was mom. Mama Bradley just did the of whole course. thing. She did the turkey, she did the ham, she did the scalloped potatoes, she did the the little um deviled eggs. She mm-hmm. had the there was like this really nice corn dish she did, then had a little bit of some um pretzel pudding delight pot. It was just remarkable. Remarkable food. Great gravy. It was, it was great. Where do you where do you stand on deviled eggs? I'm very picky about deviled eggs because to me, I am a firm believer that hard boiled eggs are just boiled up farts. Like they're not tasty. They don't taste good. They're no good. And now no, I'm, I'm, I'm not a hard boiled egg by, guy by any means. Well, like, it's just quite, disgusting. Quite honestly, I think they're repulsive. Yes. I think, yes, I completely perfectly said. Well said. Thank you. But I have now, the same I'm attitude. A pro, I'm a pro deviled egg guy. I'm, I have the same attitude towards deviled eggs. I just think they're gross. I mean, and they're also like, yeah, they, no, they are gross. They're disgusting. <laughs> and they're really gross to actually look at someone eat. Yes. And they like suck that shit off the, it's, <clears throat> it's just, then you got to eat like the rest of the white. It's disgusting. But I'm a pro uh, deviled eggs guy, especially right. if you put some cayenne and paprika on the top of it. It's nice. All right. All right. Good for you. Mm. But anyway, uh, yeah. Belly full of food, sitting on the couch, watching the masters, sweatpants on. And then Ian Rappaport breaks the news. Raven sign Odell Beckham Jr. Well, and what's even what was crazier about that was as that broke, I mean, Todd and I were talking about it moments before it literally dropped. It was so weird. But we were talking about Odell going to visit the Jets tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn it, dude. I was like, that's just, I was like, it sucks because there's like no chance he's going to go meet with them and they're going to get it done. 
And yeah, they don't I let mean, him. I'm not kidding. 20 minutes later, Todd, like I was in the kitchen getting, I think maybe another adult beverage, I think. And Todd like stood up, was like, scoot. And I was like, I, I don't know. I was just like, what? I thought, I didn't know if like, I didn't know if something happened with Trump and there was like a mug shot and Todd wanted me to see it so that then I could do the Trump impression. But like Todd <laughs> reacted and I walked over and I was like, dude, what is it? And he like showed me a t- the tweet from rap. Mm-hmm. And because Androids look different, I instantly was like, bro, that's a fake, that's a fake tweet. Like it didn't look like the iPhone tweet. He was like, dude, no, I don't think so. I was like, well, ma- check the blue mark. And then, cause you know, you don't know anymore. And he clicked it and we like, we're doing our research and we were like, I was like, let's just wait. Let's wait and see if it was a miscue. No, dude, Odell's a raven. Yeah. So I have uh, Twitter notifications on for Ari Mirov. And the reason I did that was because when uh, free agency started, it was like rap would be firing off tweets. Pelissero was firing off tweets. Chef there, like all the insiders were firing off tweets. And like, I couldn't go all over the place. Yes. Yeah, so you just kept stuff the one. Right. So Ari Mirov, like he's not even like an uh, insider, quote unquote, like he just kind of aggregates all the information mm-hmm. and regurgitates it. <clears throat> so I put my notifications on for him and never took them off. So I saw, I was like I said, I was sitting on the couch. My phone vibrated. I saw it was Twitter. I thought one of you knuckleheads just sent like a some meme. Like we Easter normally Sunday do. meme. Yeah, you know, <laughs> lazy Easter Sunday, just sending sending memes or funny tweets or whatever. So I pick it up and it says Ari Mirov. Ravens have agreed to terms with Odell Beckham Jr. per rap sheet. And like, I didn't believe it. Like I, you know that you know that feeling where you're like, this is this is fake. Like it's that's kind of where I was. I yeah, was like, that's, that's what I did. I was just like, I was like, it can't be. I was like, no, this is that, 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 that's not, that's not what the Ravens do. That's not what happens to the Ravens. But yeah, I did the same thing. I immediately opened the tweet. I started scrolling. I verified it. And yeah, I immediately jumped off the couch and I was like screaming, running around my house. And yeah, it was a great day. I think I, and then you and I FaceTimed immediately after it, it doesn't feel like a Ravens of old move. Like it just never felt like, even when we offered him the contract and I said it last week, like I never thought we would even get there. It just never felt like a move that the Ravens that we know would have made in the past, which I guess is maybe why I feel a little bit different after the signing. And I feel a bit more optimistic than I had in the past couple of weeks, at least. Um, But I don't know what, after you kind of like came down and realized like, Hey, this is real. Odo Beckham's a Raven. Like, where were you at? I think I, I've, actually like two days ago got there and i'm like just pull us back down to eight like it's not exciting unless lamar's here i think it's a great move yeah. i mean i think like i think it's a great move like you, you had to get wide receiver and i like i said earlier i think it makes the draft now you have a little bit more flexibility and it's not such an address need i mean i still personally think they should go wide receiver still um just to double down on it and just just hone in on there but, I mean, I think it's awesome. I mean, Odell's great. He's cool. Um, I've been on record to say that I would rather have had the other two dudes, but it's not to say I don't think Odell will help. I mean, he's Lamar's P, like, top piece he's ever had if he plays here. Hopkins and who else? Who was the second one that you would Sutton. have had? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about Sutton. I think I'd rather have Odell than, than Sutton. Don't get me wrong. I love Cortland Sutton, and I've been a huge Cortland Sutton guy for years. Um, I don't know. I just think Odell – gives you a little bit more than maybe you get out of Sutton hop. Yeah. I mean, he, hop was the hop was hop, the one hop was the fever dream. Hey, we're, like, not, we're not pulling it down. That was a great move. 
Yeah. Great move. No, you know what I loved about it is that people are kind of shitting that the Ravens quote unquote overpaid. That to me, I, I I've said many of times, if you ever want to win in professional sports, you got to overpay from time to time. And even you even have to overpay on guys that is a position at premium. Right. And so like, like shortstop starting pitching, like we're sitting with the Orioles middle, you, you build up the middle, right? Like wide receivers, one of those playmaking we're seeing any team that goes and wins a Super Bowl, they got a dog in some sort of way. Now the chiefs are a little different because they got, they got the dog and Pat Mahomes, but like you look at the other teams, in the NFL, like everyone that's great. and was a Super Bowl threat last year. Had a had a had a wide receiver one, bro. Absolutely. I mean, I've been saying it for years. Look at the look at the past three or four Super Bowl winning teams. I mean, this year, obviously, the Chiefs are the chief, Mm -hmm. but like Kadarius Tony, Tony, not a scrub. Juju Smith Schuster, not a scrub. Like they had MVS, they went out and got him last year in in offseason, not a scrub. They built that room like the Ravens did. Like the Ravens thought they were doing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they thought they were getting those guys, and it was like, no, no. Yeah. Um, but no, and then like you even go past this past year, like uh, the Rams. I mean, they they went out and got Odell. They yeah. had Cooper Cup. They had Robert Woods before he got hurt that year. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and then before that, the Bucks. The Bucks had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You go out and you sign Antonio Brown. You bring in Gronk, who's obviously the end. And yeah. then the year the year before that was the Chiefs with Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill. So, and you saw Dante too. Even I mean, like Jacksonville. People were laughing at those two uh, signings last off season. Who was it again? That was um. Jacksonville Jaguars, they signed their wide receiver, and it was like a – Oh, oh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. And, like, they – Well, yeah, because they, they gave him, like, $84 million. At the time, it was an overpay. But then you see the season that he had, and he's, like, one of the top such a, it, If you have a quarterback and you have a wide receiver that is just – it's what Rashad Bateman and Lamar would have probably been if Bateman could stay healthy. But if you have someone that is your wide receiver one, it makes – it's the same with your pitching staff in your lineup. You saw with Adley. You plug that guy in – it makes everything better. It just like I'm getting pumped thinking about. I know a lot of people are talking about bait. I'm talking thinking about the other guy with Andrews of what this is going to do for him. Because let's just say you just have Odell and Bait, right? Okay, you got two pieces. You now have that third extra piece that if he can stay healthy, Bait can stay healthy, and Odell. I know those are big ifs, but if I mean Andrews has played what 14, 15 plus each year um oh yeah yeah right i think i mean like i think he plays I, yeah i don't think he's missed like much he has like that na- he always has like nagging injuries but like he's healthy right and he's yeah when and i mean he's he, getting lamar he played like the first quarter of that bucks game this year but like yeah for yeah. the most part he plays a good amount i'm just so excited to now see and like i think we can both expect especially with jk and gus back they don't have to change anything so you got that too but what i love about those two is they're not like barkley it's like a legitimate two-headed monster there so, mm-hmm. like, they're both just going to stay fresh. You're going to have Andrews. And then you're going to have to deal with Bate and Odell. Like, that's just – it's huge. I mean, it's – and that's why I said to you I would love for them to now go get Zay because then you can put Zay at three in the slot, and it you just got weapons everywhere, everywhere. Well, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we went out and signed Nelson Aguilar, so I don't really know how that works. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree. I I thought about that, too, the, the point that you made about Andrews. Like – one from a, like the fantasy thing was the first thing that came to my mind was like, he is going to just fucking eat next year. Yeah. But then like you start thinking about the production and like what we're actually going to see, like in pre- previous years, he was quite literally our only receiving threat. And then especially yeah. after Bateman well, got dude, hurt. toward the last half of this season, he was the only, right. That's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. saying. So like now, now you can't 
double him. You can't no. try to take the middle of the field away from nope. Andrews. Because you then, you, then you will get and, – and I think we kind of saw that in Lamar's MVP year. They just stacked. They just put everything yeah. here. And if you it's, watch yeah, the highlights exactly. of Lamar's – there is a lot of up-the-middle passes, but it was because everyone was stacked, right? So now if you want to think – if you're a team and you're like, all right, I feel like we're going to get back to the let's have Lamar quote-unquote beat us because what they'll probably do is just let's just take away Andrews and the wrong game. And let's see if he can actually go do it. Because there's still a narrative that he can't throw. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger sitting here dude, saying, "What a fucking like, clown take!" Like, dude, when teams like when people say things about Lamar, like, but like, like, you'd think somebody, somebody who's Ben Roethlisberger, you think somebody yeah, like, like that would bro, have a better like, understanding. Yeah, or... like I'm just like, bro, you're like the only player that has said something like that. Like, come on, come on. So yeah, and then all the I, I stats coming think, out that Lamar from the pocket is actually better statistically than Rob. Yeah, like it's it's a narrative dude that it's it is not true. It's not even an opinion. It's factual. It's not true, right? Mm-hmm. And but like, I just but think it's good. I I completely agree, dude. Like, and then I started to think I Odell helping out Andrews. That just in a vacuum, in a nutshell, that is going to be so much fun to watch and then you start thinking like okay well if now oh, yeah. now bateman can stay healthy you got bateman and odell and andrews duvernay is your fourth option now which is exactly would, where he needs i would to hope be. i would hope three and Aguilar at four no no, no I'm, I'm lumping andrews in that as well oh so i'm like, sorry I'm odell sorry. bait yeah, andrews yeah, one two three however you want to sort them and then bateman's kind of your fourth pass catching option um but then do. then you start to think sorry yes duvernay and then you start to think what Munkin's going to do with his that, system. That was a point that, yeah. I think I think that is, like, I think you put those four guys in the system that we've been running. Granted, we've been very outspoken about how much we hate Craig Roman and what he's done. And I think you're probably expecting them to do pretty well. Now you start to figure with some of the shit that Munkin can do and the way that he can sort of adapt to his players and, and not really just make people fit his system. I think that... I don't want to say the the word perfect, but I think it's kind of like a perfect storm of shit that we have coming together. Obviously all boils down to the quarterback at the end of the day, but I agree, man. I'm super, super stoked. I mean, you know me, I've been, I've been blowing the the Odell whistle for months at this point. Uh, So yeah, I'm super fucking pumped. I think he has a ton of great football still left in the tank. Uh, He's younger than Anquan Bolden, Steve Smith, and Derek Mason all when they got to Baltimore. So I think that's something to be, to to take a look at. He's only thirty. He just turned thirty. I think I think what scares people with his age is his injuries. He's his had. knee, his knee, but, sure, because he's really probably thirty five. <laughs> well, uh, I will say uh, the the knee thing. I'm I'm less concerned about just because everybody was like like in the Super Bowl. Even he, the, the knee was not a hundred percent, and like I think yeah. everybody knew that just because the first surgery, I guess, wasn't as successful as they thought it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second surgery, I guess, is confirmed to be 100% successful. Now, granted, it's it's two ACLs, so that's going to have an impact regardless. But, yeah, no, I'm super pumped. Boiled, boiled down to it. So fucking excited for Odell. It's, I mean, he's one of, if not the best receiver in Ravens history. Inst- I guess, I guess, I, I was talking to a buddy at the gym, and he said you can make the argument for Steve Smith, which... On a career Derek, basis, I think you could with Derek Mason too, honestly. Sure, sure. I and I, you and me have have talked about it off off air. Love I love Mason. Derek Mason. I love Derek Mason. <laughs> I just think Odell, not only as corny as this is going to sound, not only is he like a stud on the field, like he has that star power. Like he Ravens, carries the Ravens that have never had stardom. Ravens have never had this. I love never. Lamar. He ate Odell. Never. Like Odell like, is Odell is a fucking brand. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah, that's per- yeah, perfectly. He's like LeBron James of exactly of football. Like yes. when 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 Odell Beckham Jr. is playing, you're looking for him. Yes, hundred hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that's. Like, I guess I guess maybe that's why I kind of feel the way I feel because just because yeah, the Ravens, it, it's never been in their mo to yeah. kind of do something like this. And which, I think that that's actually why they're struggling with Lamar's because they've never had to deal with anything remotely close to this. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh, and then to kind of pivot that into like the whole Lamar aspect of this conversation, like, uh, you mentioned, sometimes you're going to have to overpay. If you want to call what the Ravens did for Odell overpaying, go ahead. I personally don't think they did. Mm-mm. I think, Mm-mm. I think 15 million for him is what somebody of his caliber is worth. That's yeah. just my opinion. Especially at that position. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then, uh, I believe, I believe it was actually Rich Eisen was talking about it and he brought up that same thing, you know, calling this an overpay for Odell. Say whatever you want. Rich Eisen was like, if this even a little bit entices Lamar that needle, then it's worth it. You could pay him a hundred million dollars and it's Mm -hmm. worth it. If it gets Lamar back into the building and makes him want to stay here even a little bit more, every penny is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Dante, I think that like the overpaying in this situation there was no overpaying. There was Absolutely a either not. you overpay or you don't get them. And like, that's what it took to I me. Mean, like, I think Odell's going to try to sit here and be like, no, I just like the way they spoke to me. No, like no, the last minute, the Ravens they, were like, they, oh. guaranteed, they guaranteed you $15 million. And that's again, like where people try to sit here and like, oh, it's greed. No, it's just, it, it's business. It's, it's good business. business. And he, and he wanted his cash and he got it. And, and you got to sometimes overpay, especially for a really good player. But at a, at a position that is so glaringly needed, like yes, like it's yes. what the O's are going to be dealing with with starting pitching this next offseason. Like you're going to probably have to, Mister Angelos. I know you're super concerned about your concerts, but like you got to overpay. You're just going to have to. Going to have to do it. Caps had to when they won their Stanley Cup with a couple key guys. It's just what you have to do, it. and you're going to face it. On you're going to feel it eventually. You will. But if it revolves into a championship, it, and most of the time it does. Most of the time. Absolutely. And then the last thing that I'll say on this, uh, last week we were talking about the, the, the fact that we offered him the contract, right? And one thing that I said to you was this at least gives, gives the perception that they're trying, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. I, I think I, I, I gained a per- slight bit of respect for the, the squad after this. Me, me too. <laughs> Immediately. I was like, oh boy, I think I might have to delete some tweets. Um, but if, above all else, like Odell, regardless of who's playing quarterback, maybe he's not the receiver he was, right? Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that maybe he's not, you know, the, the knee is not what it was. And he, he doesn't have the 800 yard season or thousand yard season that we want out of him. And then everybody's like, you know what? It was a bad signing, but at least the perception was they went out and they signed. That's what Odell I said Beck, to you a couple of weeks right? ago. Like yes. I would much rather you on Facebook, like paper on paper, mm-hmm. this signing makes perfect sense. If he stinks and he has injuries, like, all right, you like, went for it. Yeah, you as a fan, I can sit here and be like, all right, like that that sucks and that's shitty. And yeah, the, be- uh, yeah. As a fan, you can sit here and say their one offseason acquisition at receiver wasn't just Nelson Aguilar, you know? Like Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, if it was just gonna be Nelson Aguilar and a drafted wide receiver, mm, yikes. But yikes. it isn't. They went and got Odell, and that's got Odell. And that's huge. Yeah, and uh apparently uh after we submitted the offer. I guess maybe we we sweetened it, maybe offered more signing bonus or something. Yeah, yeah before yeah. before he was scheduled to go visit the Jets, and I guess his agent called the Jets and was like, "Hey, this is what we're getting. Like, you can come up and we'll still do the visit and whatnot." And the Jets didn't want to do it. 
So that's why he ended up was like, all right, I'm going to Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. Goes, I'm goes back it. to what you said at a premium position in 2023, especially when it's a position of need that we've never had. It's just what you have to do. So yep. nice. I love the signing. I love the signing. I, I love even more that he and Lamar were at 11 together the same night. Like, I love that. Um, but, you know, Odell said in his, in his press conference today that he's received no assurances from Lamar. I don't, again, this may be the optimist in me or, or you know, thinking below the surface and whatnot. I think that Lamar kind of told him and at least gave him some hints that he intends to play for the Ravens this year, whether it be on the tag or an extension. And maybe he was like, you know, but, but don't, don't, you know, don't put that out in the media. Yeah. I don't want to give yeah, up that, leverage stupid on his part. Yeah, exactly. So I, like I said, maybe that's just me being optimistic. I don't know, but no, I think, like I said last week to you, I think Odell doesn't sign here if he doesn't know he's going to be catching passes from Lamar because the jets are getting Rogers at some point. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a tough decision between Aaron Rodgers and Tyler Huntley. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah. You're probably right. And that's probably fair. Um, so the contract, the way it looks, like I said, it's 15 in total guarantees. His base salary is 1.165 million, uh, 3 million in possible incentives. And I saw a, a, a snapshot of the possible incentives and they're all performance-based, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, especially in a system that he's used to running cause he's been with Munkin yeah. before and he had a thousand yard season. Um, and obviously like, like we said, the 13 point. Eight four million signing bonus. I love that. That yeah. to me, that to me, when I saw that, that stood out as like, a, oh, this wasn't a Bashad, uh, this wasn't the Dacosta thing. This is a Bashadi move. That's at least what I thought, you know, because yeah. that's a shit ton yeah, of money. You, yeah, I mean, when it comes down to financials, yeah, absolutely. Right. So yeah, I I can't say enough about this deal. I love it. There's also four voided years on the back end, which is like a salary cap maneuvering thing, which again, I love. I. The, the Rams did it. The Bucks did it. The Saints have been doing it for years. Just something that we've genetically been against, but now we're starting to do it because we kind of have to. Yeah. And I love it. It, it. it entices us to try and work an extension with him during the season and keep him here for more than just a year. Yeah. And it shows that like, hey, we're trying to go all in right now. You know, maybe we're not pushing all of our chips to the, to the middle, but it's more than we've done in the past. So again, I can't say enough good stuff about this. I love the fucking love the signing. And I'm super excited to see him rocking that number three and not James Prochet's bum ass. So does that mean James is gone? Uh, no, apparently he switched his number to 10. Um, so Odell probably just was like, hey, I'll give you I'll give you 750,000 for number three. Or like, I'll, I'll give you a Rolex or something <laughs> like he he definitely paid him off to get it. But if I'm you're out. James Prochet, I don't I don't know how much ground you have to stand on. Well, and if you're James Prochet, you're probably not sticking around the league much longer. So take the cash. Well said. Thanks. <laughs> uh, some other Ravens shit. Um, I think I think that was really it. Uh, he had his interview today. Still nothing on Lamar. The press conference. I don't I don't know how long DeCosta and Harbaugh talked, but it was more the same. You know, we still think highly of Lamar. We're still, you know, it's ongoing, blah, 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 blah. Um, but obviously the the Odell news dominated most of the Ravens headlines. Um, as far as the rest of the league goes, outside of draft, outside of draft talk, really not much going on. However, there was a bit of a news bomb today. The commanders have officially sold. Dude, that, I, that's great news. Just for hundred percent. Like Dan Snyder sucks ass and sucks. football's better when that franchise is playing good. And I mean, I love DC sports. So like 
I'm happy. I'm ha- as as my dad grew up like a, a franchise fan. Redskins the R words. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but I'm gonna say it. the Redskins. That was their um, name. It's okay. Nobody's gonna hold it against you. But yeah, I mean, so like, there's a bit of me that like loves them because of my dad, like loving. Yeah, you got them. A, you got a soft spot for them. Yeah. You um, you look at you look at that franchise the way that I look at the Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> Thanks. Um, um, but yeah, great news. And he's just a scumbag of a human and he treats people like trash. He's he just, that's phenomenal news. I hate that he got $6 billion, but like, just get him out of the public face. Well, aren't, aren't he and Tanya divorced? Ooh. So technically he gets half of that. Nice. More happy for Tanya. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> but no, I'm with you. Um, that franchise, like, is just so storied, and and yeah. it's the NFL is better when that franchise is not a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. So and that's yeah, what I'm, they've been, dude. Like, they've just been an unserious, awful, just such a fire. Yeah, it, it, they've been such a bad look. It's it's been awful. Yeah, but I'm I'm in the same boat as you, man. I'm happy for any Commanders fans that I know and. I know PFT had like the day of his life today. Like it was, I think yeah, he I literally mean, popped real, champagne in his office. With Angelos to sell. Like that'll, it, it's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, ha- happy for them. Great deal, by the way. Fucking yeah. fantastic deal. And the ownership group, Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, whoever else is involved. Um, Having more people like that in the NFL. And exactly. That was owners, my other, yeah. Yeah. It's when only going to help the rest start? of the Like when does that purchase become like, when do they become owners? That's a good question. Um, I it's believe, not like an instant transaction, obviously. Right. I believe I heard Rappaport uh, talking about it today, and he said something like May at the oh, owners' so meeting. I thought that would be like a year from now. Oh, shit. So it's in like a – it's in. Oh, yeah. No, I. as far as I'm aware, I believe this upcoming football season, they will be the owners. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, good for them. Happy for them. And yeah. honestly, happy for the rest of the league that – Josh Harris and Magic Johnson are getting into the game. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we move away from football, we, we, we tease it at the top of the program. We're going to tease some draft talk uh, today. So, Scoot, you mentioned it, the signing of OBJ, Nelson Aguilar. Um, some people seem to think that that means that the Ravens are going to go away from the receiver position, which I think that's probably a, yeah. a reasonable thought. It's not the wrong thing. Not the wrong thing. But, you know, on the flip side of that coin, you mentioned it. It also gives them a little bit of flexibility because – OBJ and not that I make think it makes a huge difference, but also Nelson Aguilar, both of them are on one year contracts. So yep. Nelson Aguilar, I don't think anybody's going to be upset if he doesn't come back after this season. Yes. I wouldn't be upset. Wouldn't be upset if he wasn't on, on, on the team after camp. We, that's just, one. Yeah. Um, but Odell, Odell, like even if, even if you can't get him back after this season, right. If you can't extend him, I don't think going, then you're receiver, kicking the same can down the road till next season, essentially. Right. But I don't think going receiver is necessarily out of the, out of the question. Like if, if Zay flowers, if Zay flowers and Jordan Addison are both on the board, how do you not at least entertain it? Jackson Smith. Well, if Jackson Smith and Jigba is on the board at 22, I think you sprint to hand in that. Cause I think it's weird. This draft, I feel like you could see people from the, like what we're mocked at fly up. And I feel like you could see also a couple guys, I, I have no idea what to think of this first round. Like, I have no clue. But I just feel like there's teams that need quarterback but, like, aren't in the top five. So how are they going to get there? It's just, like, it's just weird. So I I think it gives them more freedom. I don't think – I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, last year I, I thought they would go line or wide receiver, and they went 
safety. Safety. But, <laughs> and, like, yeah. But, I mean, I get it. I mean, he was – the last part of half the season, he looked fucking awesome. So – yeah, yeah. And and I mean you were you were beating the drum for the entire year. I don't think Hamilton is going to be bad. It just took him a while to get acclimated, and sure yeah. enough, that's what happened. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, last quarter of the season, he was fucking unbelievable. So I guess it's a slot corner, but you know. Right, right. Yeah. I think you can look back and say you got a great player, just yeah. like you said, not what you needed at 14, but anyway, that's but now, but I feel like they have a couple like so like wide receiver they still need, but mm-hmm. I think corner's more of a need, right? So if uh, yeah, they go one yeah. of those two options, then then cool. Like I, I don't have a I don't have a I think I'm probably more excited if it's a wide receiver just because it's like it's the it's sexiness a, of a wide it receiver. It was such a need, and if now they have like three legitimate guys, but from from having it's from not having nothing. from having Bateman and nothing else to what seemingly looks like a, a, an abundance of riches. We were having James Prochet throw footballs, like jump ball to Kenyon Drake. So, I th- yeah, forgive us for being slightly excited. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. Um, yeah, like I said, I, you know, similar to, to Odell, I've been I've been shouting from the rooftops how much I love Jordan Addison. Um, yeah. Outside of just his talent as a player, like his his route tree is like – he's run every route on the tree. He's got great hands. I, yeah, I know he ran four five or whatever the fuck. I don't it give was. a shit. I don't care. DeAndre Hopkins ran a four five six or something. At, yeah, at the combine. like I I couldn't give two shits about the when board. you when you when you go and look at the tape. I'm not talking highlights. When you go and look at the tape, when Jordan Addison gets the ball in his hands, it's I mean yeah, he's he's incredible. He won a he won the Blitnikoff at Ward at Pitt, and yeah, sure he had Kenny Pickett as his quarterback, sure, but he's at Pitt, and like mm-hmm. nobody nobody else was scaring defenses on that team other than him right and then he goes and plays with caleb williams caleb williams was a high wins a Heisman. he's he going to be so good oh my god who caleb oh yeah like i'm upset it's not this draft because i want to see him in the nfl and I know. He's, he, he reminds me of like pat mahomes meet josh allen like you combine those two monsters he's he's insane he's insane but anyway, I love Jordan Addison. Uh, obviously, I love Jackson Smith and Jigba. I just yeah. don't even – I don't even think it's its remotely possible that he's there at 22. You don't think? I don't think so. I think – honestly, I think he's going 12. Yeah, because there's always a wide receiver that creeps up higher than you'd anticipate. And, and here's my – one that falls, though, always. Oh, absolutely. But here's my thought process. So I am in the camp that I think Bryce Young is going to go 1-1. I think the Panthers have set up that – environment to be exactly what a young quarterback needs i mean they have frank reich's their head coach they have uh josh mccown on the staff they took a lineman at six overall last year who icky Aquanu is awesome they just signed adam thielen they signed dj chark so they have veteran receivers i think that's a young quarterback's dream right like yeah so having somebody who people are calling the steph curry of football Hmm. you know i think that's just it makes sense right um, wouldn't be surprised at all if they go Stroud, but I just personally think they're going to go Bryce Young. So if that happens, I'm assuming Stroud's going to go two to Texas, uh, Houston, and then Houston's also mm-hmm. drafting at 12. So if you can put Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jacob oh, together, shit. that's oh, kind of wow. what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm I could see that. That's so, not like beat or uh, has below me. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but if if they don't if they don't take him at 12, I could see New England taking him at 14. Uh, I could see maybe the Packers taking him at 15 or 16 whenever they draft. I just, yeah. I just don't think he's he's getting to us. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah, bro. Who knows? Zay Zay Flowers is somebody who, and we've talked about it. And this, as as this Odell signing happened, and it looks perfect. Mm-hmm. Looks, he's who I want. I want Zay. 
Yeah. So Zay, Fla- like before I like actually started mm-hmm. getting into it, he was the guy that I was like, absolutely not stay away. Want no piece of it. But now I'm like, Hey, well, because the, the it's changed, right? Like, like it, he wouldn't be two, he would be three. And like, mm-hmm. he's also a three when he would be a true slot. I feel like if he was with just bait, he would have to be something else that he's not. Agreed. Whereas with what it is now, Zay fits into there. Like, like honestly, perfect. and this may be this may be recency bias, but Zay gives me a lot of Hollywood vibes. You know, like yeah, he gives me what Hollywood could have been if yes. he was in the correct situation. Yes, and if you put Hollywood with an OC like Todd Munkin, you put Hollywood in this receiver room right now. I mean, we're talking lethal shit. So, yeah. and then Zay, and then the, Zay is. I think Zay is very talented. I, yeah, the the cherry on top for me was hearing Steve Smith talk about him. I mean, Steve oh, Smith. So highly about him. Steve Smith got damn near needed a towel after he was done talking about Zay Flowers. So, <laughs> if if Steve Smith is is hyping a guy up like that, I'm sold. That is all the yeah. the testimonial that I need. Yep. Um, and then on the flip side, I have completely gone to the other side on Quentin Johnston. I want nothing to do with him. I am so oh, yeah. out, so out on Quentin Johnston. Yeah, no, he looks he looks stinky. Yeah, I he has Prashad Perriman written all over. Yes, yes. So yeah, no, thank you. I feel um, like we've drafted a Quentin Johnson before. Yeah, well, you know what I mean, Prashad Perriman. Yeah, like I, <laughs> but like like just all of our wide receivers are them. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. He no thanks. So yeah, those those three guys are really the 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 wide receiver prospects that if I'm the Ravens, I'm honing in on. If any one of those three are there, I think you have to seriously have consider to. going receiver. To. On the flip side, I think the most likely after the Odell signing, I think the most likely route that we go is corner. And rightfully so. There's a ton of really good cornerback talent in this draft. Deontay we've, Banks. We've upgraded, we've upgraded the receiver position. So corner is just gonna be there, right? Um, I love Joey Porter Jr. Uh he's a stud. I don't think he gets past Pitt, dude, in any scenario. <sighs> I agree, man. I think so too. I think but if, that's such a slam dunk. It's, pick. It, yeah, it just makes so much sense. If if he's there at when are they drafting? 18, 19, they're, whatever. Yeah, they're it is. At 18. He's there, dude. They're taking him. They can't they can't pass him up. In fact, can I put a bet down that he doesn't get drafted further than 18? Um, I I was just looking at odds actually the other day. I don't think they had his odds up, but come draft time, there might be a team to draft so-and-so player okay cool like i i have that for a number of players already like i put in bets like that for b john robinson for jackson smith and jigba for did you put b john down as uh philly yeah i did wow. 10 overall wow um but yeah typically it's just like the big name guys they they have it out this early so in two weeks they might have Joe okay. junior odds um, but no, I love Jory Porter Jr. Outside of him just being a, a freak athlete, like he's lanky, he's big, he's physical. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about a professional, a former professional athlete's son. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they've been in the environment. They know what it's like. They know what it takes. Uh, and obviously somebody like Joey Porter, I mean, Joey, Joey Porter made our lives miserable for years. Yes. So we know all about that. Same with bullets trying to go into his butt. Hey. He got shot in the butthole I, or in the butt. I know that, but come on, man. No, he's got a luscious ass. Right. That thing probably bounced right off. <laughs> Glutes of steel. Yeah. Best scar armor back there. Um, <laughs> um, 
But no, you see so the guy that you just brought up. If Joey Porter's not there, Deontay Banks, man. I want him. I want him so bad. If it's Joey Porter, Deontay Banks, or Zay, I'm happy. Yeah. Or Jordan Addison. Throw that in there. Oh, yeah. Or Jordan. I'm sorry. Or Jackson Smith. So there's yeah. guys there. Yeah. Needless to say, I think cornerback or receiver, there's going to be a guy there that the Ravens cannot yes. pass up. Like last year, it feels like we were probably going to take Jordan Davis at 14. And then when Philly jumped oh. us to take him, that's kind of why Hamilton fell in our laps. Jordan Davis would have been so sick. Him and Calais together, man. Oh, damn. But no, Deontay Banks is a guy who I literally had never heard of this fucking guy's name before maybe like a month ago. And then he ran like four. Deontay? Yeah. Oh, he ran like he ran like four, three at the combine. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, shit. I didn't know. Yeah, Deontay. I've wanted Deontay because I watch Maryland football. So like, right. Yeah. You watch more Maryland football than I do. Yeah. I wanted Deontay. So, yeah, I literally never heard of him. And then I was talking to my buddy who's a, a trainer at, at the gym. Uh, shout out my buddy, RJ. And he was I mentioned him. I was like, yo, Deontay Banks, man, it, the kid's an animal. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I went to high school with him. I was like, what? And he was like, he was like, yeah, we, we, he's an Edgewood guy. Like, I've known him. Like, he's that's my boy. I was like, oh, fuck. So I started doing some research on him. Apparently, he didn't allow more than 50 receiving yards in a single game this past season. He's a freak athlete. Like, like I said, he ran four, three something. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm bring him in, bring him in. And he's another Maryland guy. So it would just be that much better to not let another Maryland stud go by the wayside for the Ravens. Yeah. But yeah, Joey Porter Jr. And Deontay Banks are the two corners that I have my eye on. Um, Cam Smith is another one that people have mentioned to the Ravens from South Carolina. No, thanks. I'm all set. And then uh, Brian Branch is the other one who corner safety, whatever, uh, I think he played everything for Alabama last year. Want nothing to do with him. I understand he's, you know, Bama guy, Bama no. secondary, Nick Saban. No, thanks. We're good. We're all set. We we have we have Brian Branch at home. We literally do. Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> but anyway, um, what do you think the, the, the likelihood that the Ravens actually draft at 22 is? Zero chance. <laughs> you think there's no chance they're getting out? They're going 25, low 20s, or I guess high 20s maybe even 32nd and they're getting a second round pick with it, which would be great. Yeah. Now, honestly, like <laughs> if any of those three or four guys that we mentioned, isn't there at 22 for whatever, no, reason, no, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I was going to say like, maybe if like Nolan Smith somehow falls to 22, I don't even think that's going to happen, but no, I'd, I'd rather like not just take a guy to take a guy. Like God forbid if yeah. all those all those guys are there and we're looking at like Brian Branch and Bijan Robinson and those guys. Just trade back. I swear to Christ, if they take Bijan Robinson, I would listen to me. Listen to me. If we're sitting there at 22 and, and all those guys are gone and Bijan is there, you don't think the Bills are gonna call us and be like, hey, let's get up there. And I'm if you're the saying, Ravens, Dante, Dante, if they take B. John Robinson, I'm killing some. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm gonna be pissed. But that, it might that's, be that's when uh, Mr. Angelos disappears. It's all I'll say. <laughs> but I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying, like, don't take him just to take him because yeah. he's the best player on the board. Trade he's with good. Him. Like, don't get me wrong. He's, he's a not, That is not a shit on Bijan. We, no we, way. Like you said, no way we have one of those at home. We don't need one. Exactly. We look at have two. Yeah. So just trade the pick, get a second yeah. rounder, and then mm-hmm. trade again, get another second rounder, another third rounder, or whatever. And then yeah, maybe you co- trade out the first completely and get that's, two second. That's rounders. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I could, I, mean, I could I see us, I could see us moving back. I could they, see us moving back from like 22 to like 26, 27, and then again from 27 to like 40 or whatever. 
You know what See, I mean? I'm not sure if I'm in favor of trading completely out of the first because there is that would just have to mean, I guess, that the draft board looks is not you. You don't have any of those guys, so then I guess you could do that in, in sense and just get that second round value in the second round. Right. But yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't hate that. Um, needless to say, I think this draft, both for the Ravens and just in general as a football fan, I think this draft's going to be super fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be very fun. Um, all right. So like I said, we were just going to tease draft talk today. There's a ton of draft shit to talk about, uh, that we will definitely talk about if not next week, the week after when it's actually draft week. Um, but let's pivot away from football. We've talked a lot about football. Let's pivot away a little bit and recap, uh, one of our favorite sporting events of the year. Scott, John Rom won the masters last week, brother. Can I say something about John Rom real quick, please? I respect him so much for a lot of reasons. He's a very good golfer. Very good golfer. Yep. He listen to interviews. He's actually a really cool interview to listen to. Also, he's not like a, you know, he's not like the store mannequin that all golfers look like. That's what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. It's something that I can relate to. Representation matters. So yes. something that I I respect John Rom for a lot. Yes. His interviews, he's completely changed. He's cool. Mm-hmm. He used to be a firecracker out there. Oh, yeah. He used to lose his shit, and he still kind of does, which I love and I respect. Because yep, I bet you as, he would say that part of that makes him the golfer he is. As somebody who can be quite animated on a golf course when things don't go their way, which always never happens, right? I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So, But what I respect the most is that he was at two over the start the damn tournament, and he just chipped and chipped. I respect the hell out of that because i think especially in golf big tournament like the masters you know the conditions are going to be primed to score and then you don't dude i'm imagining i would just want to blow a gasket and i'm sure he did but dude he just chipped and he was so he essentially shot when he finished at 15 under was it that low i thought it was like 11 or 12 maybe i may have been 13 regardless he shot 15 to 17 under that tour, if you take out that double bogey to start, right? Like, he and then was so, I'm sure, so good. I'm sure you heard uh, the text that he got before he stepped on yes, the first. Yes, hysterical. <laughs> I would have, if I'm just telling you right now, if if I was playing in the Masters and one of you boys sent something like that and then I bogeyed, I would have murdered. I would have never spoken to you ever again. <laughs> I would have been like, oh yeah, that little extra spread I'm gonna give to my homies. You ain't getting one. So. Yeah, no, I, I, everything you said, I can echo it. I think he's John so Rom, dude, he's and, so and good. what I, what I love about John Rom the most is like, especially in a, obviously golf has tiger and tiger is one of the upper echelon, the top tier competitors in professional sports. But with golf, that kind of person is, I feel like is few and far between, you know, like mm-hmm. in, in basketball, we had, we had MJ, we had Kobe Braun, like you see it in, in football, they're all over the place, right? Like Brady. Ray Lewis, like you have those guys just littered all over the place. In golf, you don't really have that. And John Rahm, yeah. I feel like, has that sort of fuck you competitive edge where once he smells blood in the water, it's over. Like oh, he's yeah, a dude. complete once, assassin. Once on Sunday when Kepka bogeyed a couple of times and wasn't he wasn't looking dialed in. And I think Rom chipped in from one hole on Sunday, I think. Or was that Saturday? I think that might have been morning. that might have been the, the third. The days round. are weird to me because they played three rounds. So right. I, I don't right. But when he chipped in. I was like, oh shit. Oh you shit. Could, and you could feel it too. Like, yeah. like Brooks, Brooks was struggling. And, you know, Rom is like when they were finishing their third round Sunday morning, Brooks was struggling. He wasn't really playing all that well. 
and Rom, you could tell, like, not only was he feeling it, like he was feeding off the fact that yeah, Brooks, the fact wasn't that Brooks was struggling. Well. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, if you're going to, if you're going to keep this door open for me, I'm going to fucking take it and shut it. I'm going, I'm going. Yeah. When I think too, the other thing with like Brooks, he wasn't, it's one thing to not get birdies. And it's one thing to get bogeys when that's happening. But mm-hmm. if you're getting bogeys and then your par chances, you're sweating over the par putt. Right. Like that, that's because I think that's what was killing Tiger was on Friday or I guess Thursday, Friday, but days are weird because that tournament. Like Tiger was fighting over every par putt. He wasn't close on any birdie ops. And even just like I think you could even say, like, when we play at freaking Geneva Farms and your like your birdie putts are across the green, that's just a, that just sucks, dude. You have no confidence. And I cannot imagine at Augusta what that feels like to just be like, I've lost that attack. You can see he was trying to, but he just wasn't. Oh, yeah. He wasn't able to get to it. So, yeah, dude, Rom's sick. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and Phil he's, finishing he's, two was cool, too. I was just about to say, so if, uh, John Rom, like, he's a guy where, like, you look back and it it wouldn't have felt right if he didn't have a green jacket. So just kind of seeing him get that under his belt, it's just like, it It makes sense, right? Like, it's, it. of course, John Rom is going to have a career Masters, right? Like, it's kind of, it's kind of how you feel about Rory not having one. Yes, you know? dude. It, dude, that was exactly what I was about. Yes. Yes. But it's just, I'm super happy for him. And then like all of the shit, like his caddy was wearing number 49. It was on April 9th. Yeah. Uh, it was the, it was um, the anniversary of Seve Ballesteros's yep. first master's champion. One of my favorite oh. swings, by the way, his swing. Just Who? It, John? John Sebi. Mom's? No, Sebi. Oh, Seve. Just whoop. It's yeah. just like an easy, just tempo central. Yeah, Sevy, Sevy, and Fred Couples are two of the guys that like their swing is just. Dude, Fred Couples swing this Sunday is this Masters look yeah. the same he did back in the eighties. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Fred Couples, man, oldest player to ever make a cut in Masters history, sixty three and a half. Well, dude, he was swinging it. Good, for, good for fucking fucking Freddie Couples, man. One more thing I want to add on Rom is like when he when you win a tournament like that, you look back at the greats that have won, right? So, like, Tiger's done it. Phil's done it. Um, you, you name it, right? Freddie Couples, those guys. All these people won the Masters. And so, Rom's going on one of those runs that you go on in golf that kind of set you to be one of those names. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, he's won a, a major, right? Yeah, he won the yeah, he Open. Won, he won the U.S. Open last year. Yes, he won the U.S. Open. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you need, the, you need a Masters. You just need it. To, to, like I love Rory, and I think Rory's going to be an all-time great. Like yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Yeah, he, he like Rory's great, but if he doesn't get a Masters, I understand. I'm asking him to complete the Grand Slam, and it sucks that that's the one that's left out. Completing the completing when you're the, somebody like Rory, completing the the Grand Slam with getting the U.S. Open, and that's all you needed, and you didn't get it. Wow, congratulations! That's sick. If you're a guy that has the other Master of uh, Majors, and you don't have the Masters just adds an extra weight because it's so historical it's so cool. it's and it sucks because you know like you said especially somebody like rory who is i love all him. other all three other majors yeah. it sucks to say but like not having that 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 green jacket it's a bit of a blemish on your resume yeah you know? absolutely because i think another reason why it is is it's played at the same place every year so it's mm-hmm. like dude you should know this course in and out it's all mental at this especially point. somebody like rory's been playing there for goddamn near 10 That's years what i mean yeah so anyway, no, I'm super happy for John Rom. Um, the 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 champions dinner next year is gonna go crazy. 
Oh, all the Spanish, God. all the Spanish God, food. It's going to go nuts. Just a bite of that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's going to go crazy. I'm super mm-hmm. happy for him. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Phil. I mean, shooting seven under 65. What the a back middle door finger T2. to the rest of the four, dude. What a middle finger that was. To, I loved it. I love it. I fucking loved it, dude. I was so happy to see Lefty out there fucking gunning on Sunday. If you would have told A at the beginning of the week, the live guy that finishes hot the highest is Phil. I would have been like, did he win? Because like, what <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh my god! If Phil won the Masters, he I think he actually would have. You remember how um, Hideki's caddy like yes. out? He would have flashed the entire 18th crowd. No, he like he would have he would have been. I know this. Jail. This term is used in jest a lot now in today's society. Phil would have actually like dragged his nuts across the 18th green. Yeah, yeah, and like not been like not later statement. I apologize. Like. Nope. I did what I did and I'm proud. Did what I did. Yeah. Um, but no, him shooting s- seven under on Sunday to, to backdoor awesome. into a T2. So awesome. Cool. Uh, the fact that he and Jordan Spieth were going like shot for shot basically in that fourth round because Spieth shot what, like seven under or something on, mm-hmm. on the fourth round? Like he went ballistic. Uh-huh. So, no, I mean, the Masters, it's a tradition unlike any other for a reason. Um, I, outside of me hitting a plus 1,000 outright winner, no big deal fucking enjoyed the hell out yeah of this it was a great it was a great week great week yeah great week um you have anything else on the masters before we go ahead and move on um sam was it sam bennett or steve Be- what was oh well said yes sam bennett sam, sam bennett. bennett yeah big shout out to that guy dude what a what a awesome sucks he doesn't get paid at all but I know. good for him he'll be back he's he'll gonna be. have literally well, every he, sponsor he is gonna be back he finished door. in the top 12 so he'll, he'll be back next year he's he's gonna have every sponsor waiting to, to get a little piece of real estate on his clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, had, did you hear the, uh, the story about like his dad and everything? His tattoo. Very Dude, cool. I, I just, I saw him playing with, with uh, Scotty on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously he's the U S amateur champion. Yep. So I saw him, I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then like, he started getting on a roll. I was like, the fuck. Yeah, he was what? Two under through two. Something like that. Yeah. I think or he did. Three go- under, Cause I think he, bur- I think he eagled the par five. So I think he, he was have. three under through two, and you're just like, what the, what yeah, the hell? <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's just hearing him talk about, I think it was Ridgewood, where the U.S. Amateur Championship was, hearing him say, like, Ridgewood is harder than this. Like, yeah, I didn't love that. And then he went out and he shot over par. I love it, dude. I love it. No, I, lo- I love him chirping. I'm just saying, like, for him to say that and then go out and shoot over par and kind of fall down the leaderboard, not great. But I, I love, love I, I loved love- his – I loved everything about him. He had swag. He was throwing zins in in Augusta. Love that. Yeah. Just everything about him. I am so pumped to see him as a pro. Um, yeah. And, and then you and, be great. And then you hear the story about his dad and the tattoo that he has, and and the fact that his dad's you know no longer with us. Just a great story. Seems like a really good kid. Mm-hmm. Like super pumped to see him in the pros. But thanks for bringing him up because yeah that that was that was a super mm-hmm. cool story last week. Mm-hmm. All right, Scoot. Golf. Football, we covered them. Let's talk baseball. Yes. I'm enjoying uh, the hell out of this dude, season so far. That's what I was just about to say. Like, I know the Orioles are only 500. They're six and six, right? Or seven, seven and six. Seven and six now. Seven and six now. Shout Thanks, out to Adley. Daddy. Um, this, this season has been so enjoyable, man. And, like, I know we have yeah. our struggles. Like, our pitching is lackluster and – you know, Gunner is struggling at the plate. Cedric's struggling at the plate a little bit, but fucking a man, this season has been so much fun through the first thirteen it's been games. The, it's been the breath of fresh air that I thought it was going to be. Like every yeah. bit of it. 
Yeah. And I mean, so obviously since we recorded last episode, uh, the Orioles made their home debut. Uh, We were both in the building. That environment was awesome. Was fucking awesome. And like, I know the weather wasn't great. Like it was kind of an overcast was a little bit chilly, like a little early or uh, low sixties, mid sixties. But I mean, just seeing everybody there, hearing it fucking rock when we started to when we went down and then came back it was just everything that i wanted out of this Orioles season and i am so 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 excited for the rest of this year because we were talking in our group chat about the pitching right i don't think that they're not gonna add over the rest of the season i think they have to be seeing what's going on and realize like hey we are not gonna make it 162 with the staff that we have and obviously, you know, Givens is coming back at some point. Tate's coming back at some point. Yeah. So we're getting help. But even still, like Cole Irvin has struggled through his first three starts. Um, who else? Give me some of the, somebody. Like, um, Dean Kramer looks Dean like Kramer shit. looks bad. <laughs> like He looks uh, like ass. Grayson through his first two starts. I think has looked pretty good. It just needs to kind of get adjusted a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, John Means will be back at some point. And then obviously you have Spencer Watkins, you have DL Hall down in AAA. Like you have guys, but I think they have to realize like, hey, we need to, we need to make an addition. Have to we need to do it fast. Have to. But on the flip side, for as bad as our pitching has been, our offense is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a little streaky. Um, but no, dude. When you got Adley doing what he's been doing, oh my God. Dude, I I threw it out <laughs> on our episode with Roach a few weeks ago. Adley Rutschman might be inserting himself into a certain MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he was over four before, but the fucking walk off no. that he knocked today. That's the shit that you do when you're the MVP. That's, that's what you do when you're the MVP. Yeah. Bottom of the ninth leading off said, you know what? See ya. I'm done. I want to go home. Yeah. I was really funny. I was sitting next to Kristen and I said, Hey, if he hits a walk off home run, I can't say what I was going to do on the program, but I was like, that's what's going to happen. And I put my phone down and what do you do? And I looked at her and it didn't happen, but it's all right. <laughs> oh, wow. You're a fraud. It was respect. All right. If you say so. Out of respect. But dude, he's just a monster. He's playing out of his mind. I love the man. I love him too. And we want to talk about another fucking monster. Ryan Mountcastle. Oh my God. <laughs> Bro, he is walking on the sun. Uh-huh. As Todd would say, he's he's flying too close to the sun. No, he's not flying close enough. Oh, you want him to get closer? I want him to get hotter. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, I so I was at the game Tuesday night when Grayson made his uh, Baltimore debut, mm-hmm. and that was the night that he hit the two home runs. The nine RBIs. The nine RBIs. Scott, when I tell you, so the first home run that he hit, the one that went into the bullpen. That jumped off the bat, but then it started to hang up a little bit, and I got a little worried. Mm-hmm. Oh, that it was it wasn't going to go in. That that yeah, it was going to be you know at the track or whatever. When fucking <laughs> when when he hit that grand slam, Scott, it that stadium erupted. erupted. It was unlike anything I'd ever experienced. It honestly <clears throat> to much a lesser effect because it was a game in april on a tuesday it reminded me just a little bit of the delman young double whoa whoa that was that's kind of like that's the feel that i got once he as soon as it came off the bat everybody fucking lost their minds mm. it was 
it was unbelievable. Mm. And just the fact that I was there, like, like I said, on opening day, it, it, it gave me the same sort of vibe, the buzz. Yeah. And I mean, Ryan Mountcastle might, like I said about Adley, might fuck around and insert himself into the MVP conversation. Told you, I told you Mountie was going to have a bounce back season. You did. You predicted Mountie legacy season. I did also predict Cedric would have a legacy season. but Hey, it's still early. Said it's still early. It's still early. Yeah. And hey, Ced and Jorge Mateo, they're stealing some bags. What? Dude, they have seven apiece. Yeah. Jorge That's Mateo. Sick. They're, uh, they're both tied for first in the league, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, today's game was exactly what we wanted to see out of this team. You go down early, you come back, you fight. Golly, and the game dude, they need to stop that though. Well, yeah, that for sure. Mm. But no, this, mm. this, this, this Orioles team, I think they've shown a lot of really good stuff, uh, so far in the season. And like I said, Hyde, Elias, they have to be seeing what we're all seeing and realizing that the pitching is just not going to get us through 162. Um, but through this point, man. I'm extremely pleased with what we've seen out of this team so far. Yes, I would agree. Me too. I mean, it's I want to see better pitching straight up. Like that. Well, of course. Not, of course. Dude, we're not even getting like respectable pitching. Like it's 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 straight up it's bad. Bush league shit. They can't get through four innings, dude. It, it's bad. Um if they could get just some some pitching, um, I mean, they have the offense to do it. Their defense needs to get better. The defense has been bad. Well, that's another thing. Why is Ryan McKenna still playing? I have no clue. Like, why did why he... is also why is Austin Voth still on the team? Th- that's exactly what George said when we were at the game. So when we were at the game, they brought it. They brought him in. I think yeah. either right after Grayson or yes, it was right after Grayson. They left two run bomb. Yeah, and I was like, bro, why the fuck is Voth coming in? And then George was like, I don't even know how he's still on the team. Makes no. He had a terrible spring, like yeah. a terrible spring. Yeah, and he's been just as bad this this start of the season. He's been awful. And like I get it, he's he's a he's a bullpen arm or whatever. But like, are you telling me that Spencer Watkins wouldn't do exactly what he's That's doing out of bullpen? Or, or Nick like, Vespi? He's or Vespi exactly? Yeah. Like, get something else up. I'm I'm tired of it. I also think hot take. I think Dean has one two more starts before they DFA him. Mm-hmm. Because especially if DL is continuing to throw well, like that that is the biggest send you of a, like an fu to the t- like. You're trying to win right now. I think he, maybe two might be a little. I think I think, he I think he's until, I think he's got the end of May. The end of I was, May. I was just about to say I think he's got until mid May to because then you out. have another decision of when John Mean gets gets back. Who else are you tossing out? Probably. I, I don't know what you do at that point because if Grayson's still pitching, Cole Irvin. Yeah, but like I I can't see them doing that because they they traded for him and they gave away one of our not top prospect but one of who'd they give up for him. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> but no, I mean, like if Cole Irvin yeah, continues, like, but yeah, like, continues to do what he's Gibby doing, like doing what he's doing and Bradish looked very good. And then you get Grayson and then you want DL in soon. Then that's John means. That's probably what it's going to be or need exactly. to be. How do you, I mentioned this to George the other day and he was kind of taken aback. How would you feel about maybe floating the idea of a six man rotation? I, I, I've, I've said that I want it. For years, that's that's what I said to George too. I was like, "Yo, especially have, in our season right now, where Grayson and DL are on inning limits, probably stretch them out, and that's perfect." That's exactly what I said to George. I was like, "Yo, you have the arms to do it. Like, you have even if it's even if it's not like a permanent thing, you know, like if it's if it's for a short period of time, like a month or two, go to a six man rotation, 
have DL, have Grayson, have yeah. Bradish, Means. Have I can see them doing that in uh, come September, August, September. Yeah, yeah. But I I think it makes so much sense, especially because, like you said, Grayson's probably on a pitch count, right? Abs- I wouldn't say pitch. I think they've even said pitch counts aren't – it's inning counts. It's oh, like really? the stress okay. of getting through an inning, all that different stuff. Yeah. Um, but even I – would, I would imagine they're on a pitch, like innings limit. I would hope not. I mean, they're grown-ass men, but I get it. Um, so I think by the end of the year, that looks more and more valuable. Then you could also just get an extra arm in there who's fresh. And, and let's just say there's another guy, Cade Povich, that's down in Bowie right now, keeps throwing well. Who I was going to say, he's like, he's, he's dealing. Shoving it. Shoving yeah. It. Shoving. So who knows, dude? Who knows what they're going to do? It's a good problem to have, though. Yeah. How, uh, how does the schedule look like over the next week or so? What are, what are we looking at? We get and- Detroit. We get Washington. No, sorry. We get Chicago. We get Washington. And then I believe we get Detroit. So winnable games here. So we get we have Chicago, we have Washington, Detroit, Boston, Detroit to end the month. Okay. All right. So very manageable games. Gotta get dubs. So we're sitting at seven and six. How do we fare against your predictions? I think we're right on the money. Are we? I think. I think we are right on the money. I think I had us. So let me let me just one. You had us you had us taking. You had us taking two out of three from Boston and one out of three from Texas. And, and then two out of three from Boston. Up. Yeah. And then I had us taking three of four from Oakland. Which we did. So, so I yeah, think I'm right on my nose right now. We're right on. And then I had us, I think I had us at what, 15 and seven? Something like that. No, it was, uh, I thought you had us having 17 wins in April. May have been. Because I, so I, think, I, think I think you said April was going to be our best month. So we have 15 games left. So five, that would be we'd have to go 10 and five. And then that would put us at yeah. So yeah, that's very doable. Certainly, certainly doable. Especially with these teams coming up. On paper, at least. Is Detroit any good? What are, what have they been doing? No, they're ass. They're ass. Which, speaking of another team in the AL East, that is not ass. Holy hell. Are the Tampa Bay Rays going to go 162 and 0? Yes. Yes. They won't lose a game. <laughs> I don't understand how they do this. <laughs> I don't get it. I, really I don't, I don't understand. They're 13 and 0, and they're not just like squeaking. They are no, they're kicking teams. the shit out of teams. They are kicking the chicken shit out of teams. Georgie and I were talking about that when we were at the game on uh, Tuesday, and he was like, their run differential is like 50. Yeah, dude, after their four, or their 13th win, they're plus 64. God damn. Like, dominant. Yeah, that's insane. Hasn't been close. Jesus. When do we play them for the first time? Um, I think it's late. I think it's, in, uh, I know obviously not this month. Yeah. Not this month. Let me look. Either way, push that off as much as possible because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to see them anytime soon. We don't see them in May. Oh yes, we do. We see them in the first, second week of May. Oh, okay. It's here. So that, that, okay. Well, that gives them enough time to get some losses under their belt. Oh yeah. I think, I think by, I mean, hopefully by then they're they freaking cooled down. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. But anyway, to, to just kind of put a bow on the on the Orioles talk, uh, obviously not all great. Uh, pitching's struggled, had some outfield fielding issues. 10. Yeah, 7 out of 10 I think is very fair. Yeah. Um, but as far as the fun aspect of oh, it? Oh, 10 out of 10. 50 out of 10. I mean, yeah. not only just because Adley is doing well and we get to see Holy these guys. jumping is he ever. The celebrations and everything that they're doing – I mean the sprinklers, the the little fucking winding, whatever they do after singles, the fucking dong bong. I there is no team having more fun than the Baltimore Orioles. 
Yeah, I would completely agree. And they're getting like national press because of it. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Did you see uh did you see the owner of Pickles was talking to uh Ryan Mountcastle's stepmom and she said something about the the Homer hose and Pickles is now gonna start doing uh beer bones. I love that. <laughs> I love so that. anyway, the uh the next weekend game that you and I go to, I'm gonna be ripping beer bongs at Pickles. Uh, all right. I think that about wraps it up. Scott, do you have anything else you wanted to get to before we go ahead and get out of here? Bostros and Adios. Go Aves on. <laughs> well said. Thanks. Well said. Uh, all right, Scoot, last order of business, as we always do. Yeah, Shout out to the week. Um, I got one. It's a little Cub Jake Bradley. He uh, left for his, like, big lead. He, he's out. He's done. Yeah, so what's he is it is it like an apprenticeship that he's doing? Like what's it's the like, deal? I, don't, I, I think it's just a job that he's he's oh, okay. gonna go work for the Penn State grounds baseball team, which is just That's incredible. Awesome. Some of the pictures they were sending today is really cool. Um, but I'm really proud of him. I think he's he's Jake's a Jake's a homeboy. He loves home and stepping out of a shell a little bit. So obviously as like a big brother, I'm stressed and nervous for him, but I'm super proud of him. And He'll I love be him. fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. No, Especially no, no. somewhere oh, like anyone, he, he, yeah, he, he's totally fine. I was going to say, especially somewhere like Penn State. I mean, he'll thrive. He'll be he'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, yes, that's, very proud of him. that's awesome. I'm happy for him, too. Yeah. Uh, so my shout out of the week, um, this is going to go as we normally do with our shout outs, go in a little bit of a different direction. Um, but my shout outs, it's kind of a two parter. I should have looked up the, the person's name. I forget his name. The writer of the show Succession and mm-hmm. uh, the actors. Kieran Culkin, Jeremy Strong, Brian Cox, um, and I forget her name, Sarah something, I want to say. Um, the, the girl who plays uh, Siobhan Roy. I know you haven't watched that show. Sarah Snook is her name. Uh, I know you haven't watched the show. I've said for the last few years now, outside of Ted Lasso, it's my favorite show that's currently going on TV right now. The past episode... Uh, season four, episode three. So this is the last uh, season of the show. The last episode, it aired Sunday the 9th on Easter Sunday. Sure. Holy shit. It was incredible. I, I won't spoil it for anybody that hasn't watched it or you or anybody like that. One, it, it gave me a little bit of like a Game of Thrones vibe where they threw something at you that you were absolutely not expecting. Yeah. And two, the the acting was masterclass acting writing all of it there was there was one one scene one single scene that was 28 minutes long oh my and and they fucking nailed it yeah that's awesome just the raw emotion that they portrayed and like you could actually see like these the the actors in real time reacting to like what was going on Mm -hmm. it was just like it was it was palpable like you could feel the emotion and the tension and everything that was going on the high strongness it was just a master class reminded me of like why i love the show so much mm-hmm. and everybody's been talking about it all week but yeah shout out to them because it was fucking incredible nice nice i hear it's a great show i, I need just, you to watch really it. Like my cup of tea just i not... need you, i need you to watch it i need you to get into it the writing is really good the acting's great and it's it's a show where like they don't really use like super high a-list actors so like you can actually sort of see the chops that these people have mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's incredible nice and the story is really well told which is like I, i'm big like i love the business and you know the yeah. the highfalutin wealth aspect of it all um but the way that they tell the story is really impressive so you you got to watch it. I need you to watch it. It might be on my list. All right. 
I'd hope so. Hey, you know who I don't have a, a shout out for and actually is a big ass fuck you to? Who? J.R.R. No, sorry. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, what's the deal? Go fuck off. <laughs> She's rebooting the Harry Potter movies. Or... It's not like a spinoff. It's just like no, a retelling no, of the retelling original story. The books. And you know what's fucking cheap as shit? They use the same font for the logo. You got to change it up. You got to. Yeah, and they're using the same castle. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So this is basically like a, hey, I want to do it over. Yes, because Daniel Radcliffe and company is doesn't line up with her political views. So she's. Is that really it. why? Yes. Yes. That's bullshit. And because there was rumors they were doing. There's there is a story from the books that is like a prologue to the um, and she like never completed it. And it was about the cursed child. It's about Harry's kid. And like the but the parents are really involved. And it's like remarkable. It just hasn't really been finished. And so that was rumors that that was happening. And I think some stuff happened politically. And um, yeah, it got canned. Well, that sucks because like, I'm it's not, not a Harry just Potter like guy. This movie is a redo and they made these movies originally 30 years ago. No, right, the right. last movie got done 10 years ago. Like, yeah, body, body's not even cold yet. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? That's so stupid. That's a joke. And, and I mean, the video game showed that there's people that are still interested in Harry Potter. Just give us good stories. Right. <sighs> I'm not bad, a Harry dude. Potter guy, but I know that like the fan base is like Star Wars, where it's like the fan base is very rabid. So yeah, that's Harry sucks. Potter fans are all just, but like, that's why I said the Kristen today. It was like, even if you didn't like a movie in the series, collectively as fans, you're like, if you said, I liked whatever movie, you're like, oh, cool. I'm glad you like that. Like, right. It was Star Wars. If I say I like The Last Jedi, I'm casted as this idiot. Right. <laughs> and if I, if you sit there and say you like Phantom Menace, I'm like, Bruh. but like with the well, movie, Phantom, Phantom Menace is a cinematic masterpiece. They ended <laughs> these movies perfectly. It makes no sense. That's what I've heard that like the way that they concluded the whole saga. Perfect. Was it was literally it perfect. Yeah. Well, that sucks for Harry Potter fans. I won't watch it. No, what does rock though is Star Wars. That Star Wars old. does. Star Wars kicks ass. That whole when Star Wars is at its best, dude, and it's like popping. Give me, give me all of the old Republic shit. I want it all. Just feed me. The, the thing feed I'm the me. most excited about, dude, is the this biblical Star Wars story. Uh huh. Give me the reasons why we can't gain attachments. Tell especially, me why. Especially since the the director is going to be the same guy that directed James Logan. Mangold. Are you kidding? Feed it to me. Oh. Cannot wait for that. But a Kathleen Kennedy, I thought her job was in jeopardy. Yeah, she doesn't know what she's doing. The, you know what the best thing she did this weekend was that she didn't give a, a social media pass to Star Wars Theory. That big nerd on No, nah, really? Yeah, because he's an idiot. <laughs> she, she gave him to like everyone but him. She should have given him to us. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm fired up about Star Wars. And uh, also, last shout out before I get out of here. The Mario movie. Fantastic. I have to see that this week. It was... It would you would I think you'll like it. It's very nice of the mark. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't really pull any like heartstrings, which I'm glad it did. It's just a nice you sit down and you watch a movie. What you think a Mario movie would be? Funny, fun, colorful, a blast. Visually, it's stunning. I haven't like I said, I haven't seen it. Visually, it's remarkable. Stunning. I uh, so I was thinking about going to see a movie Friday night. Some. I'm not I'm uh, I'm not going to do anything crazy Friday night cuz I'm playing golf early Saturday morning. So I was thinking about maybe going to see either Air or Mario Friday night. Um, I'm kind of waiting until Air is streamable. I know I'm hating myself for doing that. 
because I love theaters and I'm killing the theater industry. But like, Air to me is a movie that like I don't want to go to the theater to see. I can just I'll watch at my home and I'll be I'll be fine. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like so, it's nothing against the movie. It's because I want to see it, but I'm just like I, I don't want to go to the movie theater to go see that. Eh, that's understandable. Movie theater experience to me needs to be big and exciting. Like I would just rather watch like <laughs> the indie films, smaller films. I know. Which, and I know speaking, I'm killing them. Like, believe me, I'm very aware. I'm very speaking, aware. Speaking of, I never got to see Avatar two in theaters. That's on Disney Plus now. So maybe I'll oh, watch is that. It really? Uh huh. Oh hell yeah. So maybe maybe you come over to my place. We'll watch it in the, yes, in the theater. I'm down. down. Maybe we do that this weekend then. Have have some vitamins. There we. Yeah, I don't hate that idea. But vitamin C, obviously. Of course. Can't get sick. Yeah, can't be having it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. That wraps it up. Episode forty nine in the books. Uh, be on the lookout for some more draft stuff. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be putting out some mock drafts in a couple in the next over, over the next couple of weeks. We're gonna be talking more draft stuff. Obviously, um, probably draft week. We're gonna put that episode out, and we'll get like full knuckles deep into the draft. Uh, but until then, just be on the lookout. We're gonna be talking some more stuff. And uh, like we mentioned a while ago, as the summer comes up, we're gonna have some a uh, little bit of different content that we're gonna be putting out. Some more stuff that we're gonna be enjoying. So be on the lookout for that as well. Yeah, babes. All right, Scoot. Until next week. Like Adley said, dude, we're just trying to stay hydrated. Make sure you stay hydrated, fam. Adley, confirmed listener of the pod. Yeah. Welcome Look aboard. At us. Welcome aboard, buddy. Peace. Keep going. I'm into you, I can't